Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach, and I'm Hasita. I'm a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. When was the last time you did just one thing? I don't think I know how to do that. Let's see. On my evening walk, I listen to books and podcasts. When I'm on a call with Bluetooth headphones, I usually catch up on email too. Even when I water my plants, I'm probably speaking to a friend on the phone, and it's showing. It's showing in my attention span to things, my ability to read books for an extended period. and i think even my memory sometimes someone's just told me where they work or what they do and i forgotten so where you are literally vocalizing my own lived experience i have jumped from one call to the other in a way that the second call has already started and the first one's not over yet and i'm logged in from two different devices i take months to finish books now uh, previously it would be hours and even when i'm waiting i'm waiting for someone to call or i'm waiting at a coffee shop my immediate instinct is to just scroll instagram for absolutely no good reason just to kill time that's there i don't know how to wait that's another thing i don't know how to do <laughs> yeah really makes you think a little bit more about what's going on in a way so super i'm very curious to know what sparked this thought for you at this particular point in time actually two things and you know it's probably the universe trying to tell me something i came across one book recommendation oliver berkman's 4000 weeks now i managed to read through that book it's actually quite breezy and it's not very tedious But what my takeaway was the title more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, four thousand weeks is basically the average human lifespan, assuming you live to eighty. Correct, and I've crossed the halfway mark, so I have less than two thousand weeks left. And my first thought was, I have less than two thousand weekends left. <laughs> so I want to be focusing on things that really matter to me. Yeah. Right, and the things that I do spend my time on, or I'm required to because of work or what else, I should. take away more from it right so that one thing that got me thinking and then you know i was uh, pointed towards another podcast it's a regular one by one dr rangan chatterjee called feel better live more but this is the first episode that i picked up by johan hari whose new book stolen focus is out so he's talking about you know how to reclaim your attention and uh, there's another interesting thread or why it's called stolen focus which i'll come to later but that also got me thinking he starts with saying that you know, the studies in the us show that for an average teenager the ability to focus on one task lasts about 65 seconds right and you say oh teenager okay that's not a lot yeah teenager jumping from this and that mm-hmm. turns out for an office worker it's only 3 minutes oops that's not a lot either exactly So I think focus is something that needs a lot of focus right focus. now. Focus. <laughs> yeah. But then do we not live in a world that almost glorifies I would say deifies multitasking? How many people including ourselves? I know for a fact that somewhere deep down I do pride myself on this ability to multitask. And even the systems are designed that way. Like let me Let me actually ask you this question Subha. Say I'm in the middle of something and I really I've decided to focus and you know I'm all gung-ho about it. And then a client calls. Do I pick up or do I not? Right? And then a client calls twice. 
do I pick up or do I not? So in a way, my systems, my environments themselves are oriented towards multitasking. So where is focus then? So true. I used to think this was my superpower, multitasking. <laughs> and I'm sure uh, some version of a resume somewhere will have this as a as a special skill, <laughs> bold and underlined. Ardent multitasker. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. So you're right. You're in the middle of something and there is something else that is, I don't know, maybe that's why that's trying to steal your attention. But yes, it is a client call. And like you said, you answer it. And then that takes you to some other piece of work because of what the client has said or what you need to do because of that. So it's just not as simple as saying, don't do that. Don't pick up the call. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do then in a way, right? I mean, I know I'm not supposed to pick up the call, but hey, I have to, right? So this is where I find a lot of conversations around focus and a lot of techniques around focus a little lacking, I would say, in the sense that they are not very helpful. And if they are very helpful and radical, they're not something I can get consistent with. Very true. I think we both have kind of talked about and written about a lot of things or a lot of folks who do suggest ways and means to get more work done. It's always been from the angle of getting more work done. Yeah. Right. How to be more productive. And I think we need to take a step back and first understand why is this important, right? Focus is not just from, hey, let me kind of squeeze 10 hours of work into four hours and, you know, feel a lot better about myself. I think we have to understand first that this is leading to something and this is leading to changes in our brains and in our bodies, right? Very fundamental changes and we're passing this on to the next generation and the next definitely, right? Yeah, you're kind of getting somewhere with this in the sense that outside of focus for the purpose of being productive or focus for the purpose of doing even more, uh, which seems to be the narrative anyway, not being able to focus on something is one of the most fundamentally unfulfilling experiences I've personally had. Like on the days when I cannot focus, it's a very draining day for me, right? And I'd like to believe that that's true for a lot of us because our brains, I feel like they were built to handle one thing at a time. No, no, you're right. And it's also like, why are we doing this? We get onto the phone when we are even riding the elevator because you think you're missing out on something, some notification, something happening in the world, super important or something so super trivial happening in the world that you still want (laughs) to know about it and be a part of it. And all that is doing is guaranteeing that you are missing out on what's actually happening to you in that moment. You're missing out on that elevator ride and that 30 seconds of really nice, I don't know, maybe Kenny G music, right? But You've not experienced it. If you ask me what's playing in the elevator in my office building, I have no clue because I don't pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, this is creating very fundamental changes in us, right? What Johan Hari goes on to say is that it, when you don't give something focus and attention, when everything is in a state of agitation or a state of anxiety, or a state of, you know, what next? What more can I do? What am I missing out? What am I not doing? He says it leads to very either simplistic solutions because that much of brain power is not put into it or it leads to very angry solutions, you know, very heat of the moment, very kind of knee-jerk reactions to things, right? Because fundamentally, 
kindness and empathy are forms of behavior that need deep attention that you need to kind of really be involved in what's happening it's so interesting you say that sabha because uh, yesterday i was at a clinic for a certain appointment and uh, the person who was helping me out over there he suddenly picked up a conversation about my tattoos and initially i was a little conscious because usually strangers don't come up to other people and ask them about their tattoos but then it was so easy to see and because in that moment i was not on the phone i was just in i was there for a very specific reason within 2 minutes it was very easy to see that this person is just trying to have a conversation and i think me in any other circumstance would probably have brushed him off would probably have been even a little rude but just knowing that the conversation was not about the tattoos at all the conversation was just one person trying to be seen that was a revelation to me and i feel like by focusing that kind of energy and attention on the things that we love on a daily basis and work is a big part of that for all of us i just wonder what magic we can create no so true it's apparently there are two kinds of focus that can help us right one is what is called spotlight focus where you are really into the task that you're doing you are able to shut everything out like while right now we're looking at each other and recording this my focus should be my spotlight should be on you i should be listening to what you say and then i should be reacting responding etc right the other kind is when you don't focus on anything right when you let your mind wander when you let it figure out what thoughts it wants to settle on and then kind of some thoughts will go deeper some will stay light and then you let you just let it wander wander and meander what we seem to be doing is neither of these and we are just switching we keep switching from one task to the other telling ourselves that that quick glance at the phone or that quick check of whatsapp or email inbox is not really doing anything i'm just staying on top of things i'm just making sure my day is under control i'm actually getting a lot done but it's not so it's impacting memory it's in- impacting attention spans and it's really impacting the quality of work that we do because when you keep switching and you are doing multiple things the error rates are higher too but then at the same time fidgeting has almost become a habit in a way and honestly i'm just tired of solutions that say put your phone away we now have apps that kind of uh, you can set upper limits on how many times during the day you can actually pick up the phone and every time you kind of go beyond that you just feel guilty so in a way it's like i'm being guilted into focusing which i don't feel like it's a very sustainable solution because not all of us can put our phones away yeah. no i can't i admit i'll freak out if i have to put my phone in another room for like 3 4 hours especially when the kids are at school and uh, you know some family members traveling etc i mean the phone has a basic function it's supposed to ring when someone wants to tell you something important right? yeah, yeah. Like, so i don't get the actually couple of the solutions that he talks about or that he implements are he's got a safe where you know if you put the phone in it's called a case safe apparently you put the phone in and you set the timer for 2 hours unless you break the thing you can't take it out oh damn that sounds extreme so he uses that and then he says when i go to office i leave the phone at work and i'm thinking like who's going to do all the main gate entry approvals who's going to let the amazon <laughs> guy in who's going to take the call from school saying that your child needs attention so many things right forget about just work there's this life which is now tied to technology 
I really I used to admire people who could do this who could say I put my phone away for 6 hours and that's why I didn't see your message now I don't know that admiration <laughs> is kind of gone because I can't do anything about it I can't be that person yeah 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 so but then what we can do is probably and I was just thinking like when you said 3 hours of setting the phone aside I kind of asked myself a very rhetorical question almost like when was the last time I did that and the when fact came the answer when I was watching a movie so i guess more movies then yeah, yeah no you know that really points to what we can actually do because it's about doing one doing something you like and using it to really like kind of learn back this skill of focusing right we've gone through the the pomodoros and the cal newports uh, time block planning etc okay cool i've i've blocked the two hours or the 90 minutes now what do i do because i don't know how to do one thing for 90 minutes yeah, yeah. <laughs> because i don't even know how to wander for 90 minutes so it's completely out of the question exactly so what i like in terms of what we can practically do because i think it's not just about kind of doing really important great things with focus it's first about training that muscle again and learning how to focus again and then we get to okay am i being productive am i being super useful <laughs> to this world etc etc yeah first let me at least free up that time and <laughs> figure out what to do with it exactly the thing that stayed with me as a concept is getting into the flow right we all have certain tasks activities things we like to do which we don't realize that oh i'm doing this and it's been two hours right i remember when i first started raincraft there was a lot of work to be done setting up the website putting up the first few blogs and a lot of it was diy i i taught myself how to do this and that on wordpress and tinker with the settings etc and i real and that was a flow thing for me i would start tinkering and before i knew it it'd be an hour or two and i would have learned a lot of stuff but i would have really been in the zone I wouldn't have felt the need to check email or check my phone etc. So we all have certain tasks which get us into the flow. It could be cooking, for me gardening now uh, because I do a little more of it. I don't realize how the time goes. Yeah, makes sense. So the first thing they suggest is to choose one thing, right? And remember here we're just trying to build that kind of focus muscle. We're not trying to save the world. So choose <laughs> that one thing and then let it be something that you like. something that you generally enjoy doing you're not uh, for example learning how to salsa is probably a little later like it can come anything that involves my two left feet there isn't much focus or flow <laughs> it's probably out of the question <laughs> i'll be tripping and falling so there's no flow happening there <laughs> but yeah choose the one thing you love and the interesting bit was that we might think okay choose that thing that comes easily to you that's so natural that's kind of you can do it in your sleep but no choose it one level up right make it like a slightly stretch task or assignment where you do have to put in that little bit of extra effort where you do have to concentrate or pick up a skill or or figure it out or think it through go deep a little that pushes you into the flow the combination of just choosing one thing choosing one thing that you like and then making it a slightly stretch assignment for yourself will take you into flow just a little bit yeah just a little bit and that little bit is up to each of us right absolutely 
No, that's great. And also, I feel like maybe none of these have to be new things that we've not tried before, or it doesn't necessarily have to be me going crazy with the watercolors, which I've never touched before in my life. Because also, social media tells us that there's a certain list of activities that are more mindful than the others. But so is my daily walk. So is my meditation routine. So is my cooking, like you said earlier. So all of these things, in a way, just leveling that up a little bit sounds like a much lower stretch goal kind of to place on myself than to sort of go out and conquer the world and how can I turn my 10 hours into 20. So that's uh, actually very, very useful. And I will probably start by cooking. Oh, that's nice. Then I'll get to taste something delicious soon. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think you hit the nail. It's about doing things which will help you slow down. So it's not like the yoga or the meditation. Yes, those 60 minutes are relatively slower than most other things we do. But that slowness helps our mind and body, again, work the muscle that allows you to pay attention to things, allows you to slow it down and pay attention and not be in a state of high anxiety all the time that, you know, what am I missing out? What else can I do? What else can I squeeze in? In a way, that reward system has to be replaced. Yeah. Yeah, Very true. Let's give it a shot and see how much we can, you know, really work that focus muscle over the next few weeks and months and maybe come back and tell our small talkers how we fared. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even write a journal about it. Why not? (laughs) Sounds good. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Catch you later. for listening till the very end. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to leave us a note about the episode, please do write in at connect at raincraft.in or drop us a voice message at speakpipe.com raincraft. All the details about our guest today and how you can find us on social media are available in the show notes. So please do have a read and catch you next time.